welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. I want to start this morning by sharing a story. I know you guys all like my stories, so I thought I'd share one more with you. Um, There was a guy named Jack, let's just call him Jack, uh, who was walking along a mountaintop one day, and, and he got too close to the edge that he actually fell off. Um, but there happened to be a branch that was sticking out below him, and he reached out and grabbed the branch as he was falling, held on tightly for dear life to this branch. And as he's hanging there uh, below him, he could see that if he let go, he would perish. Uh, the distance between him and, and death was about a 1,000 uh, feet. And so anyway, Jack in his desperation cries out, Help! 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 No one answers. He cries out, help, is there anybody there? And after a moment of crying out for help, he hears a voice saying, Jack, Jack, it's me, what do you need? He goes, who is this? And he says, it's me, the Lord. And, he, and Jack goes, oh, God, can you help me? I'm stuck here and I can't get down. Can you help me? I'll do anything for you. Whatever you ask, I'll do it for you. God says to him, well, do you really, really, Jack? Will you really do anything that I ask of you? Yes, Lord. In desperation, he cries out, Yes, Lord, you know, I'll do anything, anything for you. God says to him, Jack, let go. <laughs> Jack looks down at the thousand foot below him, and then he looks up again at, the, at heaven, and he says, Is there anyone else up there? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking this morning about trust. We're finishing off an amazing eight weeks, which is, um, it feels, you know, it's been good, but it feels like we've been on this journey uh, of the Psalms, and uh, hopefully it's been helpful and, and encouraging for you. We started with the Psalm of Affirmation. Thank you, sir. Man, you are so good. Oh, man, I needed this. this my voice is going. Uh, uh, it gets awkward when I drink in front of people, so I apologize. Okay. Um, Psalm one, uh, um, the Psalm series has been all about affirm, uh, um, looking at our lives through the lenses of a relationship between us and God, and God and us. And uh, the Psalms have been a... I've said this from the very beginning. It's, it's kind of like it, it gives language to, to that relationship. Um, through the Psalms, we can declare affirmation. Lord, thou art great. Thou art holy. Thou art worthy. We, through the Psalms, we can declare uh, thanksgiving. Uh, through the Psalms, we can also lament. We can cry out to God in our grief. And he hears us. He's not um, kind of like some people. You've been, the minute you, begin, you tell them your problems, they all shut off, right? Uh, not with God. Uh, he wants us to declare the laments in our hearts and, and, the, and what's going on in our lives. And the Psalms have also been about salvation, about history, uh, about wisdom. And last week, uh, Jono preached a great message on uh, the Psalms of praise. Uh, how many thought that was awesome last Sunday? Yeah, Jono, you're a legend. And um, don't, don't be so good, okay, because it makes me look bad. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so we're going to conclude this morning. Uh, in the next five, ten minutes, or whatever it is, um, on the Psalms of trust. 
um, the, the Psalms of Trust really uh, is that the, the, the main theme of this is that God can be trusted. Amen, somebody. We can trust God. That is the ultimate theme. Um, but it's an interesting set of Psalms. There's actually uh, around 10 of them. And uh, it's an interesting because we don't actually speak directly to God, uh, but we kind of relate to God in the third person. We speak directly, actually, to ourselves in the first per- uh, and as, and as one. Then we speak to the community, the worshiping community. And then finally, we speak to the enemy. Amen. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you, you realize this, but you should, um, that we are in a battle. There is a constant battle and tension in our lives. I, I believe Christians are, 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 um, <laughs> are being persecuted uh, all over the world, uh, but also are being ridiculed here in New Zealand. I, I believe, you know, of all the faiths and all the religions that are out there and all the ideologies that are out there, Christianity gets, gets, the, <laughs> it, it gets uh, treated like the outcast of the group. Uh, we accept and we tolerate uh, a whole lot of other things, but when it comes to Christianity, uh, it's, we're considered uh, on the out. Does anybody kind of know what I'm saying? And so I believe that is a reflection of the constant spiritual battle that we are facing. To profess that you're a Christian in today's society is almost to, be, to set yourself up to be a target for, for ridicule and for, for, uh, for criticism. Um, the Second Corinthians 10, it says this, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, Christ was, was uh, not uh, immune or, or protected from the attacks that, that we also face. You remember that Christ himself faced the attacks in, in the desert when he was tempted by the devil. Uh, for 40 days and 40 nights he fasted, and, the, and, the, and, uh, and then the devil came and he tempted him. But Christ's uh, weapon against the enemy was to quote the scriptures. Amen, somebody. I, I believe that's the weapon of our warfare right now. It is the word of God. We go to the word. We declare the promises. We declare truth. We declare the uh, undeniable facts that we find in Scripture over our situations and over the circumstances. Um, Peter, he wrote in his book, uh, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This is what we're to do. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Here's what we're supposed to do, and you might find these in your notes. We've got to resist him and stand firm in the faith. That's how we've got to do it. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you, the Bible also says. So we've got to, we've got to actually, uh, how, what does it mean to resist? It means to not give the devil a foothold in your life. Do not give him a platform 
to speak into your life. The minute you find uh, something uh, coming up against you, you stand against that using the Word of God. Amen, somebody. That is how we fight. We're not against, we don't use weapons of this world. They are, they are powerless in the fight that is spiritual. We fight not against flesh and blood, but against every principality. Anyway, that's uh, where we are going this uh, morning. And so when we look at the Psalms of trust, really they can be broken down into those three categories that I outlined earlier on. The conversation with self. How many have had conversations with self lately? Give me a wave. <laughs> All the time. We have, we have conversations with self, you know, and we tell, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I want you to challenge yourself, listen to what you're actually saying to yourself. Anybody hearing me this morning? You need, to, you need your self-talk. I'm not, this is not a motivational session, by the way. I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker or do a TED talk. I'm just saying that, that um, out, of, out of the uh, overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you want to know what's in the heart, listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. If it's all negative, if it's all kind of condemning, like, oh, you know, um, meaning that you put yourself down, you don't need anyone else to do it because you do it just fine. Thank you very much. You know, and... Um, then, then you need to come against that. How does that, how does that negative self-talk line up with the, with the Word of God? Well, if you're negative about yourself, that's in direct contrast and contradiction to the Word of God because the Word of God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, you're made in the image of, of God. Now, the image of God is not a, a, a physical image. It's the characteristics of God. His nature, his character is in you. And you reflect that. But how, how do I reflect that? No, well, you, you were born. That's how you reflect it, just by being born. Before you're in your mother's womb, I knew you, I formed you. In that secret place, I made you. Amen, somebody. So let's, let's, let's look at Psalm 62, because that's one of the uh, trust psalms. Listen to these words. This is going to be powerful, and you might just want to spend the rest of this week rereading this and speaking it over yourself. Listen to this. Uh, Verse 1, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Speaking to the situations and the circumstances. Will all all of you throw me down this this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Uh, Surely they intend to topple me from the lofty places, from my lofty place, they take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. You can't read these Psalms and not get excited. And just speak that over your love. You don't have to be prophetic or, 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 or in tune with God in a great depth. You just quote this and speak it over yourself. Amen, somebody. I, I love the songs that we, we sung this morning because if you listen carefully to them, they were, they were really declarations of, of, of a, a person speaking to his soul. 
Bless the Lord, all my soul. I don't, I don't think that was one of them, right? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a long morning. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me have one more of these uh, sips. There we go. Um, yeah, there were great songs, but um, they were speaking to the soul. We have got to continuously speak to the soul. Speak to your soul. Whenever, whenever there's uh, an attack of the enemy, uh, you're, you're, you know, like, oh, God won't come through for you. No, he is my, what is it? Rock. My refuge. My salvation. My honor depend on God. Not on me. Oh, praise God, it doesn't depend on me. Oh, man. I tell you what, it's, I'm not being, um, what's the word, critical of, of myself, but I just know myself. <laughs> I, I've been with myself now for, <laughs> let's just say over 30 years. Let's just leave it at it. <laughs> I'm not lying, this is over 30 years. But I've, I know myself. I know my strengths, but I also know my weaknesses. I know what I'm strong in. I know what I'm good in. I know, I know uh, what I've done in the past. I know the successes I've been in. I've also known the failures. I've known all these things, so I praise God that I don't place my hope in myself. I place it on the rock that will not be moved. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my rock and my refuge. Is anybody hearing this this morning? That's trust. You know, that's the uh, Psalm 62. It's talking about the, the psalmist was speaking to himself, saying, my hope is in the rock that does not move. Whenever we face circumstances, come on, quote that over your life. Speak that over yourself. No one's saying that to you lately, then you say it over yourself. I think, I think we need to take responsibilities for ourselves. Wait, that was terrible English. Anyway, we need to take responsibility for our own well-being and our own care. You guys hearing that this morning? We cannot just rely on everybody else, although that's important, and I'm coming to that. But our first responsibility is to take care of self. Amen? That means you've got you to pray. That means you've got you to stand on the promises of God. That means you've got to declare some things over your life. Is this okay this morning? When we look at the Psalms again, um, let's go to verses uh, 8 to 10. It's, here's the next part. Now we're not just speaking to self, we're, we're speaking to the worshipping community. So that means the church, the ecclesia. An interesting note about the word ecclesia, uh, one, t- one definition of the word ecclesia is actually, actually uh, defines it as uh, elders. It talks about the ecclesia as being the elders. The elders were the ones that were uh, that would sit at the gate uh, in, in the city of Jerusalem, and there at the at the gates was where they would debate. That's where the teach a lot of the teaching took place, a lot of the arguments. You remember when Jesus would enter in, he, the, he would be sitting at the gate. The, the elders would be there. Here's the picture of that, that of the elders. They were the ones that determined what came in and what went out. I, I think that's prophetic. When you, you, the elders, the ecclesia, you control what goes in and what goes out of your life. Amen, somebody. You guys seeing that picture? So anyway, this is what it says. It says, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him. 
For God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together, they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Verse 8, it says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him. There is something significant about the corporate body worshipping together and encouraging each other to place their hope and trust in the Lord. That's why these sorts of gatherings are so key. Never stop meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. Come on, guys. This is for your benefit. How do I, how do I grow in God? How do I mature in the Lord? Well, one of the key things uh, is to keep consistently gathering together. Whether it's in church on a Sunday, you know, time hasn't changed in all these years, still 10 o'clock on a Sunday, you know, or in your small groups, wherever you are, whatever size small group you might have, and you never stop meeting together because there is a key to that. There's a, there's a way that you can, you can grow in your relationship with God. Why? Because everyone else around you is now supporting you. See, in the first part of the psalm, it was about you supporting yourself. The second part of the psalm is about the community supporting you. You, you can't be an island uh, unto yourself, do this thing called Christianity isolated. It, it just doesn't work. Um, you have to do it in community. Amen, somebody. And, and that's a risk. Because you might not like the people that you're with. <laughs> no. I mean, we all love each other, but we don't all like each other. <laughs> you know, some support the warriors, praise God, and others don't. You know, it's like, whoever those people are. You know, we don't have to all get a, a, um, like each other, but we're going to love each other in community. Amen. Are you guys hearing this? I, I, I just think this is such a key thing. When you read Acts 2, 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone filled, was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? But that's the key. It's kind of like, we, we know what we should be doing, but we try and find as many ways not to do that, you know. I know I should eat a lot healthier. But you know how you, you know you should eat your veggies. But it just doesn't look as good as that piece of meat that's right next to it on the same plate. You know. Some people say you've got to eat five plus veggies and fruit a day. I say eat five plus meats a day. That'll, <laughs> that'll keep you healthy. <laughs> Okay, no, that's not going to work. Sorry, let me do this. Are you guys with me this morning? 
No, where are you going? We should cue the mute when I sip, because that, that was a gross slurp right there. Sorry, guys. Oh, my goodness. Lord, come back. Here's the last thing I want to say to us. We, um, Psalm 62. Is that right? This is the last part. part. It says here, verse 11, One thing God has spoken. Two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love, and you reward everyone according to what they have done. We've got to understand that one of the keys to trusting in God is to get a divine revelation of who God is. I... I this morning, I don't know if you saw it, I felt like something just broke. I was standing there listening, you know, worshipping, and I just felt the Lord say, man, you've got to do this. And as the minute I get up here and we do it, it's, it's like something broke over this place. I, and um, it's like faith, faith or trust in God. We all know we should do it, but often there's that, Ah, there's just that little element of doubt in there. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I, we've got to keep God first. That's why I love the law of Moses. It says, love the Lord your God. Here's the first command. Love the Lord your God. That's the first. Second is love your neighbors, love yourself. But you can't do the second if you don't first do the first one. And so we've got to put God back in his rightful position as almighty God in our lives. He's got to be God. He's got to be first. He's got to be first in everything we do. The way I kind of was thinking about it is this. I had this image of, uh, you know, next week we're flying out to Samoa. When you, when you, uh, you know, for many of us, many of us who travel uh, a lot, when you get on that plane and you sit in your seat, it doesn't matter where you sit on that plane. Um, you could have first class, you could have business class, premium economy, or economy, like the rest of the world, you know. <laughs> I just want to say that if a plane did crash, it never crashes on its tail. I don't know, somebody told me that once, I just believed it. <laughs> I think we were both in economy class at the time. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. When you're on that plane and you're in your seat, your credentials don't matter a whole lot at that point. Your qualifications, where you grew up, it doesn't matter right there in that very minute. Your, your, your wealth of experience, your, all your successes, right at that very point when you're sitting in that seat on that plane and it lifts off that tarmac, it doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is that guy that's sitting in the cockpit there. <laughs> he's, the, he's the number one priority when we're in the air. In this thing called life, it doesn't matter what you do, where you go, or whatever you're up to. You know, oh, Lord, look at me. I'm, I'm holy out there. It doesn't matter. All that matters is the guy that's in that cockpit. 
the captain of the ship. And that's God. We trust in Him to get us from A to B in complete safety. That He's going to take off and He's going to land that thing and we're going to get to where we need to get to. Everything is reliant on Him. Are you guys seeing this this morning? I, I, I found this acronym. It's, I think it's a beautiful way to, to kind of sum up what I'm trying to say here this morning. Trust can be defined as total reliance upon scriptural truths. Total reliance upon scriptural truths. That's what it means to trust. Regardless of what goes on in your world, I'm going to have total reliance on scriptural truths. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust in the pilot to get me to where I need to go. In spite of my circumstances, in spite of my situations, I'm going to stand on faith because God is the solid rock, my sure foundation, my salvation, in him I place my hope. I'm going to uh, total, have total reliance on, upon scriptural truths. He will not be moved. Is anybody hearing this this morning? As we conclude today, and I'll invite the team back up just to help us close out this meeting this morning, oh, I just want to say to us here today that you can trust God. You can. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.